What's up, everybody? Morning, studio. Morning. Welcome to the show. I did read a story this morning about wealthy kids not making great leaders. According to a new study, rich kids don't grow up to be the best heads of companies, government leaders. And I tell you, before I even read it, I was like, yeah, of course. They never had to go through struggle. They don't know how to react when struggle actually does hit. Mm. Researchers found that children of wealthy families are likely to be selfish, impulsive, feel self-important, and have low levels of empathy, which is a big deal. They end up not treating their employees well, which is horrible for office and culture. For years and years, and at this point, 15 to 20 years, I'm like, why are we letting rich people govern, be the governors, be the president? Because they don't understand what it's like to not be rich, which has been what has constantly been that little voice in, in my head going, hey, you should run for office. You spent most of your life broke, struggling. You actually understand. You don't sympathize with folks. You empathize with folks. And then when I do eventually run for governor of Arkansas, that's why now. I'm sure I'll run against a bunch of rich kids. But uh, that's going to be nice. No more rich kids. <laughs> that's your slogan? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Got a point. <laughs> like if you go up in privilege, you don't know anything but. Yeah. How are you going to speak for people that don't come from privilege when you have never not been from privilege? Otherwise, you're just feeling sorry for folks. But I bet there are a lot of rich kids CEOs now. And Absolutely, because they got the presidents. best educations because they had money. Right. Or even people that run for political office. They get to go run because they have money. At this point, I could go run because I've made a good enough living to do so. Yeah. But I didn't have it just handed to me. So that's where that comes from. Mm, that's cool. I read that story. You want to play a little game to get started here? Yes. We're going to play Country Music, Who Said It? Quote, I signed up for this. My children did not, so I keep my children out of it. Ooh. I give you four options here. You tell me what country artist said that. Was it Zach Brown? Was it Eric Church? Was it Chris Stapleton? Was it Keith Urban? I'm telling you, you don't need that guy. For more context, the quote goes on. I'm going to clear this up right now. I signed up for this. My children did not. So in that respect, I keep my children out of it. They're children. They deserve the chance to be children. Your options are Zach Brown, Eric Church, Chris Stapleton, or Keith Urban. Morgan, I'm going to come to you first. Who do you think said it? I was trying to think because I don't think any of them post about their kids on social media, but it sounds like Eric Church. That's who I'm going with. Raymundo, what do you think about this? I know the answer, unfortunately. Nice. Honest. Love it. Lunchbox? Before you even gave us names, I had wrote down Stapleton, and so I have to stick with that because he was one of the options, so my gut told me Stapleton. I'm going with Stapleton. Eddie? I feel like Stapleton has said this somewhere. Uh, I know Hawk, who's Eric Church's son, so it's not him. I feel like I'm maybe known or heard about uh, Keith Urban's kids. I'm going to go with Stapleton as well. Two Stapletons. One. Eric Church. The answer is Chris Stapleton. Yeah! Yeah. Come on. He said that on the show once, too. Yeah, I think it's here. Okay, okay. He said, I'm very protective of that. My wife comes out. She's an adult. She chooses to be in the public eye. My children do not. Eddie doesn't post his kids. That's that's my, that's my why I don't do it. I'm not there. It's I don't want to make that decision for them. If they're 18 and they want to be public, let them be. What if they're 14 and want to be on Instagram? No, they're not old enough to like make that decision. At 14? Nah. 
Mm-mm. If they want an Instagram at 14, you're not no. going to give them an Instagram. Uh-uh. You're going to have, 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 have kids in with a secret Instagram. They can have a private one with them and their friends or whatever, but not a public one. But what if they choose? They're not. If they're under my house and I'm still teaching them how to live this life, then that's the rule. All right. I'm going to tell you right now that's not going to be the case. <laughs> have 14 or 15. I, I want to talk to you after you have your kids. Uh, not, not that you'll change my your mind, but I would like to see. My baby's going to have his own live stream show as soon as he comes out. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> okay, here you go. Here's his TikTok channel. <laughs> We're talking about in the last segment how Chris Stapleton's like, hey, I didn't sign my kids up for fame, so let's kind of keep them out of the limelight. I know with your kids, this has kind of been a discussion too, Eddie. Yeah, same kind of thing. Until they're old enough to make their own decision. If they want to be public, they can be public. You keep their faces off of Instagram, Twitter. Correct. Right. And so what are the conversations that you have with him about stuff like that? Well, the conversations is just kind of like the internet, which I, it's, it's a hard conversation because you don't want to scare him or anything, but he's playing a game called Among Us right now. Is that the game that Raymundo told us about? Oh, mm-hmm. is it? Among Us, where you go into a room and... Okay, so apparently he was playing it because when you asked me, I was like, no, I've never heard of that. But apparently he is playing that. And it's got some kind of chat feature in it where you have to chat to kind of communicate with the rest of your team in there so you can win the game. And my wife was real strict about no chatting. Like, you just don't chat with strangers. And we had to have the awkward conversation of, you don't really know who you're talking to when you chat on the internet. It could be a 12-year-old boy like you. It could be a 60-year-old man. You know, like, it could be anyone. So he's never thought of it. So it was a good conversation to have, but awkward because... I've got to like spit out, you know, just kind of examples of. Well, I, you should tell them the one about me when I got catfished. Okay, that's a good one. Go ahead and tell me. You don't remember? <laughs> so, I mean, I do, but refresh my memory. So I met this girl online, <laughs> and she was a guest jeans model. Oh boy! And no girl ever wanted anything to do with me. This is before I had any real success yeah. in in anything. And no girl, I was like, wow, I cannot. I was blinded by the fact that a pretty girl liked me, and she was like, I'm I'm in California, but I'm coming to. Coming to Texas soon. We should get together. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I go into the radio studio and I say, Lunchbox, Amy, look at this girl. She likes me. I'm going to go on a date with her. And they both go, ha, 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 you're stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys don't even know. She's real. Because I tried to talk to her a couple times on a webcam. And I talked to her, but her for some reason, her camera was broken and we could only hear each other. Of course. And she was like, I'm truly trying to fix it. She would send me pictures and, and like videos, but I could never get her to like say my name in a video. But I was mm. like, that's okay. So <laughs> I just ignored all that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I told her online one night, I said, hey, they don't believe that you're real. And she said, well, what can we do to prove it? And I said, just, would you mind coming on the radio show and telling them? And she's like, no problem. So the next morning she comes on the air with us. Okay. And she's like, hey, I, uh, just such a big fan and I want to go on a date with you is all this stuff and I'm like I told you guys and Amy's like is she drunk yeah sounded awful so I'm like guys leave her alone you're being rude to our guest <laughs> and the future girl who wants to go on a date with me <laughs> I'm blinded by it all and so she's like hey look why don't we meet at the mall at the Barton Creek Mall she said this yeah she was flying in that night let's meet at the Barton Creek Perfect. Mall I'm like finally we'll go have a little Chinese we'll Catch up. This is what, all maybe, you thought in your yeah, head. Maybe walk by Banana Republic. I can do a little flex oh. about buying some nice pants. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so she's like, I'll be there. And so I go to the mall and I'm waiting. She doesn't show up. And I get a text, hey, my flight's late. And I'm waiting. She doesn't show up. Hey, looks like we're delayed. Hey, looks like I'm not going to be able to do it tonight. I've been waiting there for like two hours. Mm. And I'm like, dang it. And I was embarrassed to go back because I knew 
once because their flight was d- delayed that they weren't going <laughs> to believe me. And it was unfair of them to not believe. Yeah, so unfair. <laughs> and so I go back to the studio the next morning and I go, ah, oh, our flight was delayed. And so we didn't get to hang out last night. And they're like, she's not real. <laughs> they're still telling you this. And I, I'm... And I'm so mad at Amy because I expect Lunchbox to be like that because he's jealous. I got a guest jeans model coming at me. Yeah. But Amy, I was like, A2 Brute, you don't want me. He's like, be excited. She's like, it ain't real. And so I, I text her and we stopped texting. And she wouldn't text me back. Mm. And so I thought, well, much like every other girl, they just decided that they didn't want to be with me anymore. Oh, Maybe she wasn't coming to town because her brother lived in town, which was really cool. <laughs> And so (laughs) three or four months go by and I hadn't heard from her. So at the time I was getting ghosted before ghosting was even a real thing. Mm -hmm. And the new, we get sent by a guy, uh, a listener we had at the time who still may listen. I'm not sure. Travis, the research guy who would always call in with facts about stuff we were talking about. He was like, Hey, um, this look familiar. And the news story said man in Austin, Texas busted. Because he was fooling old men into thinking he was a girl, this model. Old men. And getting money from them. Well, I was like 26 at the time. And I was like, what? And then I started to read it. And it was like, and it was this real small guy. So he had a kind of feminine voice. And he would stay in a hotel room in Austin and call all these guys and get them to send money because they would believe it was her. Yeah. Oh, this man. is that's crazy. Her name was Bree Condon. Bree Condon. If you look at her pictures, you knew she wasn't trying to hit up Bobby. Rude. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> offended, even though I know it wasn't real. Was that a real person, Bree Condon? Yeah, yeah. She's okay. a that was She's a real about person. Google her, we dude. ended up she reaching out to her, and she was like, "Nope, don't have a brother." Wow. She is. Go, I guess maybe she ended up being on Vampire Diaries or something later on. Oh, dude, she's really pretty. She's 34 now. Bree Condon. Yeah. She is an American, but yeah, I believed it. I was like. There you go. But that's my point. Yeah. Back but to your son. Yeah. That's and, what I'm talking about. Yes. Is that they don't know who they're talking about. But but anyway, we had the conversation. It was awkward, yes. And, and it's like you have to share these things with him. But what ended up being really cool is I was like, I think in order for me to understand him and his argument about playing the game and chatting, I'm going to play it with him. So, dude, we ended up playing for like 45 minutes. I love the game. Now we play it every day. Do you like it? I love it. And I'm like, dude, the chat's perfect. Like, you need the chat. And my wife's like, what are you saying? I'm like, no, no, no. You need the chat because you're trying to find out who the imposter is in the room. Could we all play and gamble? Who the imposter is in the room? Like if me, you, Lunchbox, Ray, Mike D. Absolutely. And you all bet money on who? Absolutely. The problem is I don't know if we can all get into a room together. Oh, you can't do it as friends? I haven't figured that out yet, but we may, Let me we know. may be able to. There's like a code. You can do it. There's a do code. I get, okay, there you do go. I get to pick who the imposter is? No, no, no. The, the game picks who the imposter is, but we all have to find out who Can the imposter is. win, though, by not being picked? That's how you win. Oh, so you all put in five bucks at the beginning. Yeah. You, all, you get assigned, huh. and then yes. whoever wins, either the imposter. No, Ray? It just wouldn't work because there's some people are crewmates and some people are imposters. There's no way to gamble on that. You don't know what you're about to be. I know, but if you, everybody puts in five bucks beforehand, and if there's one winner, right? Is there one winner? There's one winner. If you're the imposter never get figured out, you win, you win. the game. But or, then if none of us are the imposters, nobody wins. <laughs> no, but I'm saying one if of it's only us be, in a room. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. If we had 10 people. You have to have 10? Okay. <laughs> to make it full, yeah. But can you play so. with a half room? No. Oh. All right. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out. But anyway, fun game. And I think we can we can do it. Here you go. Man accused of impersonating model, swindling wealthy men online. Oh. This is from ABC News. They had been in contact for months when the woman who identified herself as model Brie Condon made the first request for money. Mark Puelo said the pair met online and exchanged telephone calls and emails. 
Bree, he said, sent pictures of herself. Justin A. Brown, 24 years old, was indicted by a grand jury of felony theft in Austin, Texas, for impersonating the real Bree Condon, a guest jeans model. Dang. I almost fell for this. So if they would have gotten caught, you probably would have... They would have dated. Married, married her. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then none of this would have happened. No, no, no. <gasps> anyway, the, um, two things I'm taking from this. One, I'm an idiot. <laughs> still. And then two, we should play this game. Yes, we should. Among Us. Let's do it. Among Us. Fun Fact Friday. These are the most fun facts I could find for this week. Okay. Number five. There are only two words in the English language that end in G-R-Y. What are they, Eddie? Angry and hungry. Nice. If you want to count hangry, but that's just a combination (laughs) of those two. Yes. But those are the only two words that end in G-R-Y. Interesting. Number four. Paul Revere yelled what? The British are coming tonight. Well, right. never said tonight. To fight. And no, okay. he's not the Beastie Boys. Okay. <laughs> okay <my laughs> to <bad>. party. <laughs> Paul Revere didn't yell the British are coming at all. What? Because the Americans at the time still considered themselves British. He used the most common term for British soldiers, regulars. Oh. Over time, once the British was separated from Americans... It was turned into the British are coming. So who misquoted him? I don't think anyone misquoted him. I think just to say the regulars are coming wasn't as good of a story to tell. Uh, makes sense. The regulars, you know what they're going to get when they order at the restaurant. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's number four. Here we go. Number three. Will Smith. What's his first name? William. That's what you'd think, right? It's not. Will is actually short for Willard. Really? Uh huh. But on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, his character's full name was William for some reason. His name is Willard Carroll Smith Jr. Carroll. Willard Carroll. Wow. There you go. Number two. The only member of ZZ Top without a beard is the drummer, whose name is Frank Beard. Mm hmm. When you think of ZZ Top, you think of guys with big old beards. And you're right. Those would be the two front guys the guitar player, singer, and the bass player. Yeah. But the drummer, clean shaven. No beard, but his last name is Beard. Interesting. So Frank Beard from ZZ Top. And finally, number one. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen are not identical twins. What? I know. Yes, they are, though. They look just like. They're just very similar looking fraternal twins. Wow. There was a simple reason Mary Kate and Ashley jointly landed the uh, role of Michelle Tanner on Full House. When they were just nine months old, they didn't cry during the audition period, and then they looked alike, and they were like, let's do it. Wow. But they're not identical twins. Huh, that's that's a fun fact. I remember, because the internet wasn't a thing when Full House was happening, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when I was told that Mary-Kate actually also wasn't one name, and I was like, there are two kids doing yeah, that? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. My, my mind was blown. That, and when I found in The Sixth Sense that was also dead, those were the two times in my life. <laughs> hey, spoiler I was like, alert. <laughs> All right, that's Fun Fact Friday. Thank you. Fun Fact Friday. Yeah! The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Kelsey Ballerini and Shania Twain dropped a collaboration version of Kelsey's song, Hole in the Bottle. Lauren Elena, Brett Young, and Jimmy Allen are the country stars chosen for this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It will air Thanksgiving morning on NBC. 
Two new albums out today, Chris Stapleton's Starting Over and Shenandoah's Every Road featuring songs with Blake Shelton, Luke Bryan, Dirk Spitley, and more. I'm Morgan number two, that's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Amelia White has a dog named Barbie. She always lets it out in the front yard and it just hangs out out there. And one day Amelia goes out there and Barbie, Barbie, Barbie's gone. She checks the cameras that she has in her house and a car had pulled up, taken Barbie and drove away, stole the dog. So she put a post on Facebook saying Barbie has been stolen. A couple days later, a different car came back and the guy said, here's your dog and handed it back and drove away. Got it, the dog back. And they don't know who she or said, what. She says, no idea why it was stolen. And it said it was a different car, different person that returned the dog. And she said, I ha- I don't care. I'm just glad to have Barbie back. And thank you to the person that brought them home. Yeah, I get it. I would just be happy I got the dog back too. You know that happened to me when I was a kid? They stole our family dog and like gone for a week. And then a week later, this car drives up to our house, drops it off. I guess they got tired of it. So whoever stole it was like, I guess we don't want it anymore. They gave it right back. Were they not stealing it to sell it? I, that's what I would Who assume knows? most people are stealing dogs for. Like, what kind of dog is that? I It, does, it just says Barbie. <laughs> Barbie the dog. Barbie the dog. And when it got home, it said, <laughs> ruff, 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 Because there were stories around when I was living in Austin where if you had certain kind of dogs that people were stealing them and selling them. Because of the breed. Because of the breed, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a great story. She got her dog back. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. We're going rogue. Thanks to the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. This car is built for adventurous families. And since we're going rogue and doing whatever we want, I'm going to step in for Lunchbox, and I will handle the bonehead. A woman in her underwear and T-shirt forces a plane to land. Obviously, she's drunk. She stripped off her pants on a flight to Texas. And not only that, not only is she in her skivvies, she took a swing at a flight attendant. Man, she's naked and fighting. That's like <laughs> that's an episode of Cops, and if I've ever seen one. Now the plane had to be diverted to Alabama. Sierra Nicole McClinton, 25, was so drunk she first threw up on herself. Oh my oh, goodness! Boy. Okay, so she was drunk. Oh, there's Confirmed. no. Yeah. She's swinging, <laughs> half naked. You know she's got to be huh. drinking. All right. So she was so drunk she threw up on herself. She then got into an altercation with another female passenger. A flight attendant intervened to help try to calm her down, but the woman took a swing at the flight attendant. When the plane uh, landed in Alabama, she did not go without a fight, obviously. Of course. You're this invested. You might as well fight the whole way out, you know? Uh, She yelled obscenities. She refused to listen to officers' commands. She's facing a lot of charges, one of them being public intox. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I would have been filming the whole thing, too. (laughs) I'd have my phone out. It wouldn't have fallen. I'd have had it right the whole time. Like, Eddie's not going to believe this. (laughs) I I was thinking, like, just when you were saying all that, you're like, why are we never on those flights? <laughs> yeah. I like reading about them, and I wouldn't mind being on one of those with a f- crazy funny person, but yeah. I don't want to get diverted and have no, to... you're n- right, you're right. And then I don't want someone who's trying to hijack the plane or, like, jump out the escape hatch. Yeah, but that sounds like so much fun to watch It does. It, it's a good story to have. <laughs> like, if I'm not in a hurry, it's a good story to have. Uh, there you go. We're going rogue, thanks to the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. It has five different drive modes, so you can go almost anywhere, and the, 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 that is your bonehead story of the day. I'm going to be very vulnerable with you guys here. I'm going to share something that I know could get me made fun of. Oh, boy. This is good. But I have found real security in being the little spoon in my relationship. Oh, gosh, What are you talking about? What are you doing? The The little spoon? No, no, no. So I don't know why. (laughs) 
I've so, big spooned it enough. This has got to go back to childhood again. But like, right, I've now started to realize that I fall asleep so much better when I'm the little spoon. <laughs> oh, no. No, this oh, is no. deeper than we think. Yeah, Ray Mundo's laughing his butt off in there. You don't uh, think that's good? I just can't imagine a woman being the big spoon and you're the little spoon. You're taller than her. Hey, you're bigger than her. I know. Yeah. It's it's a weird formation, but that doesn't mean I can't get fetally because that's what happens. I kind of get into a little ball and she will lay and then put her arm over me because what I'll say, I'm being very vulnerable with you guys here. Huh? I'll say, hey, will you hug me? Oh, and no, that means- no, no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What did she say? She's she knows like, it now. Is she cool about it, or is she just kind of like, whatever you need, I'll do whatever? Well, both. Uh, you know, the other night, I just could not sleep. I had a lot on my mind. Personal stuff, professional stuff. And I was like, oh. And she was like, okay, turn over. And so, <laughs> no. so, so I turned over Bobby. to become the little spoon. And she says within three to five minutes, I fell asleep. And I hadn't been able to fall asleep forever. Did you suck your thumb, too? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't. But I just wonder, and we'll go around the room here. Oh, no. <laughs> Raymundo, I'll start with you. Me being Little Spoon, what do you think? I mean, I guess if you fell asleep, congrats. <laughs> Most guys aren't comfortable saying they'll be Little Spoon. I, I don't know if any of my friends have ever been Little Spoon. That's very, I mean, it's just not a guy type thing. It, usually an animal's Little Spoon or a kid. It's never the guy. But isn't that some sort of stigma we should break? No. <laughs> Eddie? Uh, hey, look, man. I mean, I, I really think this is something that has to be psychological for your childhood because it's definitely not normal as a grown man for a grown man to be little spoon. Why can't a grown man want to be loved and be little spoon? <laughs> hey, you do you though. It's okay. I'm not gonna judge you, Morgan. As a woman, if you were with a guy and he wanted to be a little spoon, no, I don't even want to answer this. Go um, ahead. I mean, look. I would say, like, every so often, I totally understand her supporting you and what you need in that. But no, I, I don't think I would like that if a guy wanted me to always be the big spoon. I didn't say always. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time. But there's a good enough amount of times where I'm just like, will you hug me? And that Hold means I roll me. over, and then she puts her arm over me and becomes big spoon. <laughs> Can she fall asleep like that? Yeah. She's probably right behind you going like, what is happening right now? This is so awkward, but whatever. Lunchbox. It's embarrassing. Like, I'm glad you waited until you were engaged to do it. That way you didn't set off any alarms in her head. But she is. Eddie's right. As she's laying there going, she goes, she's sitting there going, this is so weird and awkward. And like, what is he doing? Like, I wanted a man to protect me. I don't want to protect my man. I, I like, do all of that. It's not no. a protection thing. Oh, that, no. That's that's mama bear getting her little cub and making sure it can go to sleep nighty night. That's what you do. You're supposed to show dominance and, you know, hey, dominance. I got you, girl. And you hold her, you're safe. Go to sleep. Now she's like, oh, come here, my little puppy. It's embarrassing. There is no dominance. <laughs> Scuba Steve, do you have something you want to say? Our producer, everybody's trying to get in their two cents yeah, now. I was just saying, I'm 100% with you. I grew up in a kind of a broken household. And so for me, I didn't really get hugged a lot. And I never got hugged my entire life up until I met my wife. And so for me, I kind of relate to you. And I feel like I have a lot of anxiety, and when I get that spoon from my wife, which is not very often. Oh my hey, it's God. okay to say it's all the time, <laughs> Steve. Let it rip, baby. Hey, when you get married, you'll get more spoons. So, But when, in this process you're in right now, I would say at least once a month I need to be held, and I'm a bigger guy. And when my wife holds me, it just I feel at peace. I feel comforted, and like you, I'm asleep in minutes, and it's just the best feeling in the world. I was not hugged as a kid almost yeah. ever. 
never had, picked up hug nothing yeah I, uh, and maybe that's what it is I just yeah. I haven't talked to a therapist about it but I got no affection I was not told that I was loved I was not loved yeah I get it so Scoob and I start crying <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to hug both of you guys so, right but, now but, but, but listen to anybody I feel like you should continue to do this I, I think it's totally fine but maybe that's it yeah okay so we have four votes I'm a loser for being a little <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> And we have one vote, Scuba Steve, who says it's okay. Yes, do it. All right. Is that why you always want to be Little Spoon when you hang out with me? Well, you're you're pretty tall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm bigger. It feels more natural that way. <laughs> okay, you can write your answer on oh. Facebook if you want. Oh, great. It's not going to go Are good you sure? for you over there. It is not going to go good. <laughs> like, people, like, people question you, and this is one of the reasons. I don't think there's anything wrong with being Little Spoon. The Bob Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Bobby, filling in for Amy. First up, your dog is older than you think. A new study has shed some light on how we figure out how old our four-legged friends are. That was go seven years to one year. Yeah. I've been taught since then that's not the case. Oh. It, it starts at seven and slowly goes, but here you go. Dogs age rapidly when they're young. So it is about seven years, but after hitting age seven... It kind of hits that plateau. So seven times seven is? 41. Nine. Oh, my God. Eddie. Well, you caught me off guard. You should know that <laughs> built in. <laughs> I didn't so, have my calculator. So once a dog hits 49, seven years old, then it's basically just one year at a time. Some of them are three years at a time, but it definitely drops down. So let's say your dog is five human years. Yes. Right, Eddie? Five times seven is? 35. Okay. Yes! <laughs> Oh, boy. Got man. that one. Anyway, our dogs are just not as old as we think once they get to a certain age. Give me another one. No. Okay. Okay. No, no. I'm just kidding. Move on to the next pile. Story, please. Eight times eight. 42. 64. Son of How are you an adult with kids in school and you don't yeah. know your times tables? My brain's fried. Nine times nine. 81. Nice. We'll go out on that one. Yes, thank goodness. McDonald's to debut a crispy chicken sandwich in 2021. And you may go, okay, somebody's just debuting a sandwich. No, no. When people put out crispy chicken sandwiches, for some reason, the earth turns on its side. You remember when Popeye's did that? Mm-hmm. Of course I remember. <laughs> I the mean, only thing bigger than that story has been coronavirus in the past true. five years. It was Popeye's, then coronavirus. Uh, not to count the chickens before they hatch, they say, but McDonald's plans to add a new crispy chicken sandwich to the menus in early 2021. I bet it'll be good. Sure. It's hard to do crispy chicken wrong. I bet it'll be good. Fake coronavirus test results are being sold on the black market to oh, tourists. Guys. People are apparently so desperate to travel that they're turning to the black market. Many countries are requiring the visitors to get negative coronavirus tests before they're allowed to enter the country. But some people are trying to sidestep the rule by buying fake test results. Which is weird. Just take a test. You're probably negative anyway. Yeah, probably. Like, the- unless you literally have coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, which is probably what they're doing. They have coronavirus, but they don't want to let everyone know. anyone know, and then they want to be in Hawaii anyway, so... The only reason I could see that this is something that maybe I'd think about was if I had coronavirus <laughs> already, I was outside two, three weeks of it, and it's still showing up. Oh, like my case. Yes. I what? had it for like two months. Eddie missed basically the whole season of the show. Yeah. That's the But even then... I probably should have bought it for that. You, should, <laughs> you can get these for like 300 bucks in the black market. Oh. Uh, Hubie Halloween is the number one movie of 2020, and Adam Sandler gets more than two billion hours of our time. Adam Sandler just delivers for Netflix. His horror comedy, Hubie Halloween, which was released only last month, is Netflix's most popular movie of 2020. Have you seen it? No. Me either. I haven't seen any of the Sandler movies. And I like Adam Sandler. 
Uh, this comes a few months after his contract has been extended. I mean, he's making so much money uh, from Netflix. But uh, he deserves it if more people are watching it. Mike, did you watch Hubie Halloween? Yeah. Is it good? Pretty good. Pretty good? Of course it is. Is it is what it is? Yeah. It, is. it is. Yeah. According to hospitals, avocado injuries continue to be surprisingly high. I, I don't understand this. When I cut my finger, the doctor told me, yeah, avocado hand. It's a thing. People cut their hands slicing avocados. I don't slice avocados, but is it because you hold it and slice it? Yep. You hold it in your palm, and then you put the knife right through it, and it goes through the avocado to your hand. Avocado-related injuries have sent an average of 24 people a day to the emergency room this year. That's oh. a lot of people. It is a lot of people. I don't understand it. That's why we should wear a mask over our hands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Too many masks now. And then finally, there's a school banning parents from throwing children over their gate. Mm. An elementary school had to ban late-arriving parents from hurling their kids over the closed gate when totally dropping them that. off. <laughs> I would totally do that. Like, they've closed the gate. <laughs> All right, hurry, hurry up. All right, get, 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 get on my shoulders. Get on my shoulders. Go. You can't be late again. Go, go, go. There you go. That's the pile of stories. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Patty from Florida, she loves to donate blood. So she went in one week to go donate, and they go te- take her blood pressure, and the nurse taking the blood pressure goes, oh, my gosh, this is dangerously high. You need to go to the emergency room right now. And Patty's like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, no, 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 you need to go right now. So Patty goes, and the doctors are like, wow, this is amazing. Apparently, you had a heart attack about two days ago. You didn't even know it. Wow. You have 90% blockage in your arteries. It's so great that that nurse found that out at the blood center and sent her there. Saved her life. Just from giving blood. Yeah. 90% blockage and she didn't even know she had a heart attack. She had a heart attack two days before. Had no idea. That is a wild story. Yeah, pretty crazy. That's a good story though. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hopefully, Amy will be back next week, but we're doing a group effort here on The Morning Corny. So let's go. The Morning Corny. Okay, around the room. I'll go first. What would Miley Cyrus be called if she had coronavirus? What would Miley Cyrus be called if she had coronavirus? Corona Cyrus. <laughs> so dumb. That was pretty dumb. That's so dumb. I actually have two <laughs> pop music ones. Okay, go on. Back to back. How does Taylor Swift avoid criticism? How does Taylor Swift avoid criticism? She shakes it off. Shake oh, it off. Nice. <laughs> Thank you very much. Eddie, what's yours? <laughs> All right. I have, why shouldn't you ever kiss someone on January 1st? Why shouldn't you ever kiss someone on January 1st? Because it's only the first date. Okay. Ah! <laughs> of the year. More, we, we get it. <laughs> okay, okay. We get it. Morgan? Okay. Why did the boy eat his homework? Why did the boy eat his homework? Because his teacher said it was a piece of cake. All right. <laughs> Lunchbox. Which bird is best at bowling? Which bird is best at bowling? A turkey. What's a turkey? <sighs> Three, Three strikes, strikes in, in a row. row. Turkey. Oh. I mean, if Come you don't on, know guys. that, good luck. Woo! For all Happy the uh, intense bowlers out there. <laughs> Missing out on those leagues during COVID. Raymundo. Why did the frog take the bus today? Why did the frog take the bus today? Because his car got towed away. <laughs> yeah! I like that one, actually. That was the Morning Corny. Let's go over to Hippie in North Carolina. Morning, studio. Morning. I have been having a crappy week, and today's my birthday, and you guys make a difference. So you may not be saving lives physically, 
but you affect people mentally, and that may save lives. Well, I appreciate that. I definitely don't feel like my role here is very life-saving, but if I can just give somebody a little bit of entertainment and maybe not make their morning as rotten as they're going to work or they're listening to the podcast later in the afternoon, you know, that's enough for me. But I just, you know, I, I see people save, their, save people's lives all the time, and so I know what I'm not. I know what I am. But I appreciate that, <laughs> Hippie. Well, we, I appreciate you guys. And, and one more thing before I go. I think that in light of your meeting Caitlin and engagement and pending nuptials, maybe you should put a little more merit into the psychic hippie-ish type of thing. That psychic did nail some stuff and even knew the month that we would get engaged, which wasn't a favorite amongst betters. Because most folks said Christmas time, mm-hmm. maybe Thanksgiving with the family, maybe her birthday, which is in January. That was what the betters were leaning on. However, for me to do it in October, I thought, well, nobody will get this. Then we go look at what the psychic told Amy secretly. She was like, it'll be in October. And I was like, what's happening here? I should do that. She's All right. psychic. Hippie, is that your name? Real name? My real name is Christy, but I love my friends and family mostly call me Hippie. Well, we appreciate you calling. Hope you have a great day. I will. It's my birthday. It is your birthday. Happy birthday, Hippie. That's right. (laughs) Happy birthday. I was looking at this tweet exchange from Morning Hangover to Justin Moore. And they were like, hey, how come Justin Moore didn't perform on the CMAs doing this song, The Ones That Didn't Make It Back Home, because it was also Veterans Day? Oh, yeah. I, I think the answer, though, is this isn't a new song. And although it's a great song, I mean, you could have had Lee Greenwood do God Bless the USA. There are a lot of really patriotic songs they could have sure. put on there. I don't know why they did it. I'm sure that was a programming uh, reason. But I think Justin Moore is really one of the most underrated artists in country music. And so I've made a list of underrated current artists in country music who aren't getting kind of their shine based on the success that they've had. I think there are artists that are performing who don't have any awards. So I'm like, man, they should have awards. But this is strictly people who have a bunch of number ones. And you would think would have these these spots and these shows, but they never get them. Yeah, good. I want to hear this. Justin Moore first. He has nine number ones. He has never been nominated for a CMA. Wow. Number two, Jake Owen. There's some things about me that I Eight number ones, zero CMA wins, has never played an award show. Crazy. For the first time ever, was nominated for a CMA this year and didn't win for video of the year. Yeah. Extremely underrated here. Cole Swindell. Nine number ones, no CMA wins. Kip Moore, four number ones, nominated twice for Best New Artist, didn't win either time. Mm. Russell Dickerson, four number ones in a row, all since his debut. Only he and Luke Combs are in this club. Zero CMA nominations. Anybody you'd add to the list? Billy Currington. Billy Currington is a great, great addition to that list. He's the guy that has all these great songs. You're like, oh, he sings that one? Yeah. The Friday Morning Conversation with Parker McCollum. Good to finally meet you, man. Oh, man, the pleasure's all mine. Thanks for having me. So you live in Austin, huh? Uh, I split time between here and Austin. We're all, I mean, so do we. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much. I, I knew that. I yeah, knew that. so do we. We, You know, this our whole show came together in Austin. And so mm-hmm. it's still a humongous part of our lives. Lunchbox went to high school and... Yeah, Anderson High School. Uh, Mopac and Steck, shout out. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's legit. Not a lot of people know what Mopac is. Where, uh, where'd you grow up, grow up? I grew up in a town called Conroe. Where's that? Just north of Houston. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when did you move over to Austin? 
10, uh, right after I graduated high school, just a few days. Was that to pursue music? It was. I told my parents I was going to uh, community college just so they would let me move there. Uh, and I went for about a week and a half. Uh, and I was enrolled for like a whole year. They didn't know that I wasn't going. Um, and uh, but my, I told my dad, I was like, man, I, I was like, I think I could do this seriously. Uh, and he was like, well, get out of school and do it. So, so he was. Your parents were super supportive of that. My dad really, really was. He, uh, um, he was. He's this kind of businessman. You know, he didn't have a college degree either. So he was like, if I'm gonna be a doctor or a lawyer, go get it. Go start learning, doing what mm-hmm. you actually want to do. And and I didn't know how to form a band or even get a show for a couple of years, um, and just kind of bummed around Austin. And finally, started playing at the Saxon Pub and Pooties out in Spicewood, if y'all know where that is. And yeah. you know, now I play the Bobby Bones show today. So, what was it? You, you go and you're just playing these any any type solo spot you can get, right? So. When did it all start to kind of come together where you're like, oh, I may actually have a career in country music? Um, well, there's a there's a band out of Texas called the Randy Rogers Band. We know them. Uh, yeah. And uh, I was a huge fan growing up, obviously. Uh, and Randy had started a management company right after my first album had come out, and I think he had gotten a hold of it, and we opened for him one night, and uh, he wanted to sign me and start managing me. And that was really kind of um, when I started being like, I think – you know, maybe this could snowball into what I want it to be, get to where I'm trying to go. He was really a big ticket on that. Parker McCollum's here. Uh, you were a violin kid? No, no. I, you know, it's funny. They, I was in orchestra and like, you know, they make you join band or orchestra in intermediate school. And, and I wanted, I was, I didn't want to be in band. I want to play the violin because I always heard it in George Strait songs. And, uh, and I was last chair both years. <laughs> uh, I spent most of my time out in the hallway because uh, one of my best friends in the world, Nick Nightingale, uh, he was in my class as well, and he was se- <laughs> he was second to last chair, uh, and we we both spent a lot of time in the hallway. So was never a, a career on the fiddle for you? No, and and I didn't even start playing guitar. I think uh, probably until a year or two after that. So you remember your first song you ever learned on guitar? Uh, it was "Framed" by Chris Knight. And you sat down. How did you learn to play guitar? Because for me, I just bought a chord sheet at Walmart. You know, that's mm-hmm. what, how, for you, how was it at 13? Um, well, I have an older brother, Tyler, who's six years older than I am. Phenomenal songwriter. Really, really a, a true talent. Um, and he was always playing guitar. I didn't even really have any interest in playing guitar. I just wanted to do what Big Brother was doing. And so, and he would never teach me anything. He always made me learn on my own. So, I mean, I would go on. That's when, like, YouTube was very first a thing. And I would go and, and, you know, search how to play Framed by Chris Knight. Or I think uh, Yellow by Coldplay was a song I learned to play really early on. So It's funny. He acts like YouTube. Is, he's like... <laughs> Long time ago. Yeah, you're like 28. He's like <laughs> back in the olden days. Well, it, it, it was like, you know, the internet started like in my childhood. So it's I, I remember a little bit before it, but... Um, but I, and I tell kids all the time, like, don't pay for guitar lessons. I was like, everything you want to know is free on YouTube. Parker McCollum is here. He's going to play for us in just a second. But I remember back, uh, Pretty Heart was doing pretty well, and then you you were going to go play some shows, and it was right when it was starting to open up a bit in Texas mm-hmm. with COVID. And I read your post. You were like, well, I woke up and couldn't taste or smell. Yes. I think I have COVID. I did. That's So did you know immediately, you're like... Oh, crap. Did you know immediately? Uh, well, it kind of took... I didn't even realize. I walked down the stairs. I was on vacation in Gulf Shores with my family, um, and I'd been there for like three or four days, and nobody ended up getting it. I guess I'd arrived with it. Um, and we were eating breakfast, and I was like, what's wrong with the bacon? True story. <laughs> true story. 
and everybody was like, the bacon tastes fine. And then I realized that I didn't smell it. You know, it's a very, that's like how you smell it in the morning and start yeah. your day. And, and I was like, uh-oh. So I went and got like a Dr. Pepper out of the fridge. And I was like, smelling like this big pumpkin candle. And I was like, this is not good. <laughs> so you go and get a test. and I went and got a test and uh, had the bus come get me and take me to the ranch. And um, so they called me and said it was positive. And I was like, well, I got to stay here now. And I was there for 10 days. And, and I, I never felt bad or anything. I never got sick or the taste and smell thing was the only thing. So Eddie had it. He was a bit symptomatic. Yeah, I was. But the same thing for me is like I was in the shower and like my shampoo's so strong smelling and I can't smell it yeah. right now. And then when I got out, I sprayed, I sprayed cologne and couldn't smell that. I'm like, I'm in trouble. That's it's it. really it's really bizarre. If you, it's hard to explain to people what it's like. It just like if you, I hope you don't have to experience. Obviously, but it's really strange. I saw you posted on your Instagram feed that it was John Mayer's birthday. You're wishing him happy birthday. Mm-hmm. John Mayer's my favorite artist. You know, wow. John, John Mayer and Garth Brooks to me are my favorite. So what about John, John Mayer, you know, is inspiring to you? Um, you know, it's a lot of people I know, I think, and I think it kind of gets put on the back burner a little bit with him because he's such a phenomenal guitar player and his image and everything is, is kind of spot on. And I always say, if you had a video game, create a player to create the perfect artist, you would probably come out with John Mayer or something close to it, but it's really a songwriting. Um, everything from, um, heartbreak warfare, um, heavier things um born and raised in paradise valley were two records that didn't get a lot of love that i really kind of lived with for a while and they were more country southwest they were they really were it's like steel guitar on it and stuff it's i always say it's like it's it's like really close to country music it's like not all the way there which i thought was really cool and um i just man i think someone that uh you know, he's, what, 43, 44 now, no wife, no kids, still fully committed to a career in songwriting and still trying to write great records. Uh, something I admire big time about him. He was the first songwriter that I ever felt was speaking for me, which... So a good way to put it? Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, I felt that same way. Wow, you're saying what I say. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know I wanted to say it that way. And, and that's kind of why... You know, I was like, man, John Mayer's, that's, that's my guy. All right, well, listen, man, I'm glad you're here. Let's shout out your sister real quick. Yes, oh, she's going to freak. She is like, <laughs> I'm not saying, she, she, the other day she was in Austin looking at houses. She's about to move there, and she didn't know I was playing this this week. And uh, she got in the car, and I was like, well, I got to fly to Nashville next week and play Bobby Bones. She started yelling. She's like, you made it. You made it. And I was like, <laughs> I, was like I, I, I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. <laughs> What's her name? You want to say her name? Michael McCollum. Or Michael Adams now. She's married. She's been married for five years. I still call her Michael McCollum. Uh, Michael Adams, though. All right. Well, Michael, thank you for the support. We appreciate yeah. that. Uh, you want to play this big old fat hit you have? I would do it. Man, that sounds good when you say it like that. I mean, because it is. You know, I, I would hear it for a while, and I was like, okay, this thing's got a shot. And it was the On the Verge song for a while. And I was like, this has got a and I was rooting for you because I know where you're from. And here, I mean, now it's just a big old hit everywhere. Yeah. So congratulations, man. Thank you, that's, man. I that's appreciate really cool. it. Uh, here is Pretty Heart from Parker McCollum. He's got his guitar. Let's hear it. You were good, you were golden on the inside, and you loved me the best you could. I'm the one that dropped the ball, got you high, and let you fall. Let the best thing I ever had slip away. And what does that say about me? 
I could do you like I did That I could break an angel's wings What does that say about me? That I stood there like a fence post As you drove off in your car And what does that say about me? Now that I've broke your pretty heart Your pretty heart Come on, man. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. Nice job. Man, you're just the kind of guy I'm jealous of. Oh. He's got it all. He's tall, he's good looking, he's good singing, he can play. I got none of that. No, I'm, man. You, you. I'm a little tall, but other than that, I got none of that. Were you an athlete in high school? Uh, well, I was until uh, for, a little, for a little while. So you learned you could sing so well, and, and that was going to get your girls. Yes. Yeah. Well, I just noticed I was a lot better than all my friends at doing that than I was at playing football or basketball. So, Man, you're impressive. Oh, the, the, thank you. Just I mean, even, even you think sometimes I wonder, because I, I hadn't met you before today, mm-hmm. and occasionally we get a new artist that comes in, and I'm like, you know what? They could use a little work. <laughs> but not you. Nailed yeah, it, man. You. That was awesome. Thanks a lot. I'd like to invite you to come back in December. We do a real special thing every year for St. Jude, and uh, I know you've been to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't mind, you want to come back in December and play a song for the, the Radiothon? Man, I would love to. All right, there he is. Parker McCollum. It's yeah. been fantastic. Thank you all so much. All right, we'll come back. Check him out, Parker McCollum. Follow him on Instagram. I'm talking to Jameis and Rogers on my podcast called The Bobby Cast. Here is his song, Some Girls. Some girls get the mama on the phone, take a trip back home. So it's a real interesting talk, half an hour or so, learn about his life. You know how Luke Combs found him randomly, put him on tour, first number one. Great interview. I love this guy. Uh, I talk about new music coming out every week, so search for The Bobby Cast. I want to follow up on a segment we did earlier. Uh, by the way, Caitlin, my fiance, is on. Good morning, Caitlin. Good morning. The guys on the show, because I admitted to them in a moment of vulnerability that I like to be Little Spoon. Oh, boy. Now. Yeah. Only at certain times. That's what I said. But, okay. I, but the fact that I said I like to be it, they gave me a hard time, and they said that you lost your respect for me. <laughs> what were you saying, Lunchbox? No. I said that she looks at you as not the protector anymore. It's very embarrassing, and you, I'm glad you did it after you were engaged because it's sending off signals in her head going, what did I get myself oh. into? He did it before we were engaged. Oh, <laughs> He That's said risky. it was just the other night it happened. No, I didn't say just the other night. I said oh. it did happen the other night. I told them that I, I couldn't sleep the other night, and you, I say, hey, we, hug me, and then I get to be a little spoon. You put your arm over <laughs> hug me. Hug me. Yeah. Did he say that? Well, yeah. Yeah. He, he, says, he says it like that. He says it a few different ways. And she's laughing at you. Do you hear the laugh? Well, no. And then how fast, did I, how fast did I fall asleep, Caitlin, when you did that the other night? Three to five minutes. <laughs> like a baby. Like oh a baby. Oh, my God. Okay, please, Caitlin, yeah. tell me your thoughts on me liking to be Little Spoon. But be real. Be real. Yeah, be honest. I think it's sweet. Thank you. I think he just likes to be... <laughs> okay, it's weird because any way you phrase it, it sounds like you're talking about a baby. Yes! Uh-huh. But it's not weird. He just likes to be comforted sometimes. <laughs> there was a theory floated this morning. That because yeah. I never really got hugs or love or was never told really that I was loved, that now I'm finally able to experience that. And I am just trying to catch up for old times. Oh, I definitely think that that's it. I don't think you've ever experienced love before. So now you're soaking it all in and I'm happy to be the vessel. See? Okay. 
She doesn't think less of me, guys. She may be laughing a little bit here. Right, right, right. I think Caitlin, it's the way they're talking about it is making me laugh. But Caitlin, when you're big spooning, like, and, and he can't see your face, like, <laughs> are you making any kind of face? Like, I can't believe I'm doing that. <laughs> rolling your eyes. <laughs> no, I mean it is kind of difficult because I'm smaller than him, so like. <laughs> My head's in an awkward position, and sometimes his back hair is, like, tickling my face. <laughs> Bo, see, you don't get that when you're holding oh, the baby. My, my back hair? I don't have back hair. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, man. I have, like, the occasional little... little. Think it's your back. How often do you see your back? Yeah. You don't know. I okay. see it all the time. I take pictures of it every day. Okay, well, if you have one hair back there, I guess I'm just miraculously in the perfect position every time where that one hair is tickling me. It's like in her mouth. <laughs> She's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> But do you promise you don't think less of me because I like to be a little spoon? Not at all. I think it's funny. I think it's sweet. He asks for it, too. Yeah, I say hug me. That's a request. I'll turn yeah, over like, hey, hug to, me. <laughs> like to the outside of the bed and I'll be like, hey, hug me. And then she will. She'll put her arm over me. She has a little arm. She like puts wraps it over me. And then usually in three to five it minutes, like I fall asleep. Fits over him too. Yeah. Um, Raymundo, anything you'd like to say? You're laughing your butt off in there. Um, there's other ways you can sleep and feel comforted than doing the spoon thing. The spoon thing is just such an inferior way to lay. I mean, imagine if you were robbed. The guy would go after her, thinking she was the guy, and think you were the girl. <laughs> you get robbed. Well, he he does have other requests. Like sometimes he says, do the arm thing, and it's like oh, a different thing. What's the arm thing? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh boy. <laughs> what's the arm thing? Go ahead, Kayla. You can tell I can't him. quit laughing. You can tell him what the arm thing is. The arm thing is like, I don't even know if I can describe it, where like tickle? he's laying on his back, and then I'm on my side, and one of my arms is under his arm, holding his hand, and the other arm's wrapped around his arm. What on earth? Oh, boy. It's just the arm thing. <laughs> I don't even know what to picture here. Yeah, it's I'm, called the arm thing. You ever seen Twister? <laughs> the game? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But there are two requests. It's hug me or do the arm thing. Mm -hmm. Which one's more embarrassing, Caitlin? Neither. I think they're sweet. Thank you. But right. sometimes, You're too, what? she'll put her head on my chest. Half the time, her head's on my chest. Okay, there we go. Now That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's how you do it, boss. <laughs> and sometimes I'll flex my peck while she's on there. Yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> is it like a pillow, Caitlin? It's like a rock, huh? Please quit barking. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> no, we're not barking. We're hoo, hoo, hoo. Okay. She does. She does tell me I need to put on a few pounds, though. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Caitlin, is it because his chest is like a rock? Like, who wants yeah, to sleep on a rock? Yeah. It's too stiff. It's not comfortable. Okay. That's why I like to be a little spoon. And it makes her feel good. That's why. <laughs> okay. We found out why. Okay. Uh, Caitlin, thank you for humoring our conversations. Yeah, no problem. All right. See you Wait, later. Wait, can I, can I say one more thing? Absolutely. Go ahead. But this goes back to the red tux. Okay. Oh, she has something to say. So <laughs> like, that's great. Last week, like uh, early, hold on, hold on. Earlier this week, Caitlin was on. And Craig Morgan was in. And I, she wasn't coming to co-host the show. She was just here and had some questions for him. And so we also talked about the tux, and I was like, I wanted to wear a red one. Arkansas red. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I want. I, when I walk through, I want all eyeballs to go, that's a hot red tux. <laughs> I think she called it fire engine red. Yeah, that's yeah. what I want. Don't people be like, woo. Like, <laughs> Right. So we talked about it, and Caitlin's like, I'd like for you to wear black. And I said, okay. So now what would you like to say, Caitlin? I would just like to defend myself a little bit. Go ahead. Okay, couple things. One, 
I, I don't care what you wear, honestly. I think black would look better. If you want to wear red, you know you can wear red. I'm getting a little um, backlash over that. Two, people are saying, I'm sure he didn't tell her what kind of dress to get. I'd like to say, on the contrary, you actually did tell me what kind of dress you would prefer. You did? Well, I, did. I didn't oh, tell her what. Oh. No, no, this is what I said. I, I didn't tell her what kind of wear, but I said I'd prefer more skin, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. There's nothing that's a preference. That's right. a preference. She was like, what kind I mean? of dress do you like? I was like, I don't care. More skin, the better. I agree with that. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Yeah. Dang it. Why you agree? But then also, also, we flipped through a magazine just to kind of, for me to kind of gauge what he would like. Because it's important for me, for him to like it too. It's our wedding. And he was like, oh, I don't really like this type. I like this type, whatever, which I feel is kind of the same thing I'm doing with saying, I don't really like fire engine red, but here's all these other shades of red I don't mind if you wear. So all that to say, I'm not controlling. Thank you. All right. Bugs, let me ask you. Uh, so so if she does come out back with a dress that's like fully covered, opposite of what you preferred, are you cool with that? She could come out in a nun outfit. Oh. And I would still be like, you're amazing. I love you. You're that's the best. That's my wife. Yeah, see, Caitlin, that's how you should be. <laughs> that's it. Okay, Caitlin, thank you for your time. Thanks, guys. All right, there she is. Caitlin. Yeah. There goes the big spoon. There she is. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A motorcycle cop in Georgia saved a teenager from choking to death after spotting the boy's frantic mother stopped in the turn lane. Officer Matthew Perry saw Monica Hickman honking her horn and flashing her headlights. It turns out Hickman's son, who was 14, was choking in the front passenger seat. Wow. Officer Perry could tell she was trying to get his attention, so quickly, he got over to her car, pulled the teen out of the vehicle, performed the Heimlich maneuver. The teen resumed breathing a few seconds later. In a Facebook post, the Roswell Police Department praised the officer and urged residents to call 911 whenever they're in need. That's a crazy story. Good for this cop. Ooh, you know, most a, of the time, you don't really... You see a cop on the road, you're like, oh my gosh, you freak out. But in this case, how lucky that a cop was right there. And his name is Matthew Perry. That's Same even better. The guy for friends. <laughs> wow. You know... I was driving because there's this one stretch from when I go to my house to work. It's interstate for 90% of it. There's a little pop on it that goes from 75 to 55. I'm familiar with it. I didn't even know until I got a ticket there. And I was like, holy crap. And I thought I was being so cool. The officer was like, you know how fast you were going? Yep, 76. <laughs> <laughs> Under the speed limit? And he, he's like, uh, yeah, you're right. I was like, okay, 76. He goes, yeah, you're right. The speed limit's 55. And I was like, oh, crap. So... <laughs> now I know, and I saw a cop in that same stretch this morning driving in, uh -huh. and I'm driving, and I look down, I'm doing 58 and 55, which oh, is fine yeah. to me. Yeah, it's still over the limit. No. Okay. <laughs> so I'm driving through, and the cop goes, boo, and turns his lights oh, off right behind me. Puckered. Yeah. <laughs> he got the car behind me coming wow. around the outside. Just That's sitting there. such a scary moment. It stunk <laughs> for them. I still haven't paid my ticket yet. All right, there you go. I like that story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Insider put out a list of the best one-hit wonders of all time. I love talking about one-hit wonders. They define a one-hit wonder as this. A singer or group that has only experienced real mainstream success with one-hit song. Because there are people that have a few hits, but it's like a random rock chart. Yeah. Like Simisonic only had closing time. <laughs> On the pop charts, the main chart... But they had some other random stuff, but they're a one-hit wonder, right? Often people will only remember the name of the song and not the singer or group behind it. 
So that's the game I have for you. According to their list of one-hit wonders, I'll play you the song. You name the artist. Okay. And don't get into the argument of it's not a one-hit wonder. Not the point of the we game. We will not do that. Not talking to you, Promise. talking to Facebook. Oh, God. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even know. Here we go. Up first, who sings from 1996, Daddy's Money? She's got a daddy's money. Her mama's good looks. Laughs and a stack of comic books. Yeah. Out of education. Around of education. Add it all up. It's a deadly combination. You know what, Lunchbox? I know the song. Turn it up. Turn my kisser. Country has a turn of green. She's got her daddy's money. Her mom is good looks. <laughs> and look who's looking at me. I think he's playing possum. No, I know but he kind of knew the melody. A little bit. I know the song. I just, I mean, you're, I'm just going to have to guess. Morgan, do you know it? I know the song. I don't think I know the artist. All right, you're up first, Morgan. Who's the artist? Tracy Lawrence. No, he had a lot of hits. Yeah. A little before your time. Yeah. Because you're like nine. But other than <laughs> Eddie? Uh, I have Ricochet. Lunchbox? Tracy Bird. More more hits than one. Oh. But yeah, it's a good guess. The answer is Ricochet. Yeah! That's right. Lucky guess. Which, fun fact, you know at the Christmas party we're having at my house? You're bringing Ricochet? Well, so last, really? week, last week one of the guys from Ricochet was over at the house having dinner. And at your house? Yeah. What, what, what world is this? <laughs> it's, it's, what is happening right world. now? <laughs> different world. But he, um, they're doing like a, a, a horn thing for Christmas. And I was like, come play at the Christmas party. So I think we're going to have... Horn, a whole horn get up. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Ricochet? A lot of them are. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Why have you not talked about this before? I don't know. <laughs> this is nuts. All right, name this one hit wonder from country music. It's uh, One Voice. Who sings it, Morgan? I had all of his albums. I loved him. It was Billy Gilman. Eddie? <laughs> I have Billy Gilman. Lunchbox? He had multiple albums. Billy Gilman. Multiple albums, one hit. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of albums, though. <laughs> From 2000, that is one voice. Remember the, he's back at school bus on the music video? Uh-huh. Yeah. Of course. Okay. 2008, In Color. If it looks like we were scared to death like a couple of kids just trying to save each other. You should have seen it in color. Morgan? Not confident about the last name, but I think it's Jamie Johnson. Eddie? So I'm at a golf course, golf tournament, Jamie Johnson. Lunchbox? Chris Jackson. Oh, my gosh. Who, 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 who's Chris Jackson? Nico Jackson's brother. Nico's <laughs> cousin. Nico Jackson's cousin. Don't know. Didn't know the name of the guy. I'm a big Jamie Johnson fan. Uh, that is Jamie Johnson. That's it. Yeah. Okay. How about, oh, you'll know this one. 1997 one-hit wonder. Who sang Butterfly Kisses? Well, butterfly Kisses. Oh, Morgan? Oh, like, I can't remember the first name. It's Carlisle. Uh, Car- I think that's how you pronounce it. Bob? Bob Carlisle? Carlisle? Your answer is? Bob Carlisle. Eddie? Uh, Michael Bennett. 
I like when you guys just pick random names. I don't know who this is. Matchups and names that are popular. <laughs> don't know who this Sean is. Sean Smith. <laughs> Lunchbox. Kansas. <laughs> That's a good band. It is our good band. Yes. Yeah. Dust in the wind. I was thinking winds of change. Oh, that's Scorpions, dude. Ah, crap. <laughs> that's why I didn't know what you Same. were doing. <laughs> mm. The answer is Bob Carlyle. <gasps> wow! Yeah. Morgan nailed it. Woo. Oh, nice job. I Morgan. love that song. Okay. From 1992, mm. who sang No Rain? I just want. Do not know. So, Bob Buffett? Bob Buffett, Jimmy's cousin. <laughs> yes, good Eddie? guy, good guy. Blind Melon. Blind Melon. Lunchbox? Blind Melon. The answer is Blind Melon. Nice job. Right now, the score is Lunchbox 2, Eddie 4, oh. Morgan 3. <laughs> Got a few oh. left. Okay, oh. all right. There's still time for making a comeback. Everybody's still in this Woo! one. Here I go. 1997. The song is called Save Tonight. You may know this from the radio. Here you go. Save Break up, don't come tomorrow. Lunchbox knows it. He's up. He's yeah, dancing. Yeah, he's yeah. dancing. Let's see if Eddie got it. I can know it. Don't come Morgan. No doubt. <laughs> I mean, Gwen's got two country number ones at this point. Uh, That's true. Lunchbox. Eagle Eye Cherry. Eddie. He got it. Eagle Eye Cherry. That's correct. Woo! Okay. They were good. <laughs> we're going to go way back in time. Oh, good. Oh. You'll know the song. You won't remember it from your lifetime. Maybe Eddie will. He's older. Okay, here we oh, go. Boy. From 1982, Come On Eileen. Come You mean Come on, Eileen. Morgan just put her <laughs> fist on her chin and was like, I don't have a chance with this one. Go ahead, Morgan. Billy Prickett. Billy Prickett. <laughs> <laughs> Who, you know what? Works for us in, in Louisville. He's <laughs> really running the radio station in Louisville. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, shout out, Billy. Yeah. Uh, Eddie? I have new radicals. Lunchbox, you can get back in this if you can nail this yes! one. Yes! He got it wrong! He got it wrong. The Pretenders! The Pretenders is wrong. Yeah, that's not oh. right. <laughs> it's Dexy's Midnight Runners. Oh, no chance. I wouldn't have gotten that one. <laughs> oh, I had them running at 11, oh, so... If you don't know it, <laughs> you should just say somebody random that we work with. Okay. <laughs> I Bobcat. did not know somebody's name. <laughs> okay, one more. Oh, but this one's worth five yes! points! Woo! Eddie, why would you cheer? You can still lose Let's this. Let's go! Oh, I don't know, because I'm probably going to get these five points. Yeah, okay. right, dude! Watch me. Who are you messing with? Okay, here we go. <laughs> Worth five points. Oh my gosh, give me what I know, please. Okay. From 1961. From please 1996. <laughs> oh, I was alive then. What year were you born, Morgan? Uh, 1993. Okay. I was three years old. You probably jam into this on the radio. <laughs> the song is called One Headlight. Who sang it? Cinderella. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, bub. I, I 
I've got, I've got. <laughs> Nobody we're, pushing we're, you. We're right here, Hold bub. On. Hey, bub. We're right here. <laughs> I have, I've, I've seen this name. Have you? Yeah. I'm going to give you 10 seconds, bub. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> Please like start calling Can you play that again, Raymond? Don't wait oh, for, bub, for bub to give me his answer. Sounds like he's using the bathroom and it hurts. Yes, what's wrong with you? Uh, I'm trying to rack my brain. That's what racking your brain sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth five points. You're both. Everybody's in the running here. Lunchbox, you need to need to put your pen down. Okay, Morgan. Rod Phillips. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's so good. Just picking people now that we know. <laughs> Incorrect. Lunchbox. The big one, Elizabeth Fazio. Okay. <laughs> Eddie. Come on, Bones. The Wallflowers. The Wallflowers is correct. <laughs> there we have it. Yeah. There's our winner, Eddie. Yeah. Domination in the one hand game. One by one. No, he won 10 to 3 to 3. That was worth five points, dude. And even if it wasn't, he'd have won 6 to 3 to 3. Or, man. I was thinking the Oasis. Why didn't you say that, though? It would have been a decent but, I, but that was wrong. I knew that was wrong because they sing the other one. But you had a chance instead of Elizabeth Fazio. Who just yeah, works I, had, with I us. had nothing. Yeah. Sorry, Lunchbox. Eddie, you are the winner. Thank you, What would you like to say? You just won yourself a free shout-out. Oh, free shout-out. Yeah, whatever out. you want. Uh, shout-out to all my friends and family out there. I love you. That wins for you. Nice for you. Let's flash back to 2001. Here we go. Flashback Friday. All right, let's flash back to 2001. By the way, what were you doing in 2001, Eddie? In college, nothing. <laughs> doing nothing in college. I was not a good student. <laughs> 2001, I'm still in Arkansas, trying to figure out how in the world am I going to make it in the world of radio and television, uh-huh. knowing that nobody says I can, and I have an accent. From a really small town, I'm like, I know I can do it. Just give me a chance. Did you have this on your mind? Was this the picture you you, you pictured in your mind? Bigger. Nice. I still picture bigger. Yeah. If I, I don't picture that. bigger for me, who else is going to? Right. Uh, 2001, the number one country song was Alan Jackson, Where I Come From. Like Mama fixed it. Cause where I come from, it's cornbread and chicken. Where I come the biggest pop song is Mary J. Blige, Family Affair. It's a jam, dude. Yeah. The biggest thing in pop culture, the first iPod went on sale in 2001. Oh, man. More than 400 million iPods have been sold since, but Apple has pretty much all phased it out because everybody just uses their phone for music. I remember when I had an iPod and people started to get iPhones, and I was like, I'll never get a phone. I like to have separate things. <laughs> That's the I'm dumbest thing ever. I was such an idiot. <laughs> you may remember the original television commercials that featured the solid black silhouettes, and there were all the bright colors around them, and... Every time the camera angle changed, the colors changed. There was one that featured U2 in their song Vertigo. There was one that, that one. featured Jet. Are you gonna be, be my girl? There was the one that Ingrid Michaelson, I think, one, maybe that wasn't Ingrid. Feist. Feist, that's right. One, two, three, four, love me, yeah. you love me more. That was breaking songs back then. Yes, they were. That's 2001. That's Flashback Friday. Flashback Friday. I am off to Dallas, Texas. Nice, the big D. Mm-hmm. And I do mean Dallas. We are. Uh, my, I say that every time we drive through. My wife's like, "Stop." My old station manager, Jay Shannon, and I are gonna have dinner tonight. I'm not going for that. We're going to shoot my Nat Geo show there, but I haven't seen him in years. Wow, that's cool. And he is um, absolutely instrumental, 
pivotal part of my career, especially going from Arkansas when I moved to Austin. He was the guy that was like, hey, you're a nutty night guy. Come to Texas. Packed up my car, my Pontiac Sunfire, <laughs> loaded it with way too much stuff and drove down. But I'm going to see him tonight in Dallas and shoot all weekend. What's up with you? That's awesome. Um, I am going to uh, see whatever football is on TV. And I will watch it. Hopefully, more games don't get canceled. Did you bet on any games? Of course. I bet on the Masters, so I'll be watching the Masters. And then, of course, I will be betting as the weekend goes on. I bet on the Masters, too. Just a couple different golfers to win. You bet on winners? Only winners. In my life, you only win or lose. Yeah. (laughs) That's hard, though, because there's like, what, 150 golfers? There's a lot of golfers. It's a hard one. That's more money to make if you do win. You know what's crazy is that the the bet for a hole in one, will there be a hole in one during the tournament? It's like it's not you don't even get it's like 80 cents to a dollar that you bet. Really? It's how often these guys hit hole in ones. Well, I'm going to watch the Arkansas game on Saturday night. Love it. Can't yeah. get enough of it. We're playing Florida who's I think you know, a top six or seven team in the country. Your quarterback's old school? Our quarterback's old school. Let's go Felipe Franks. Yeah. So I'll be shooting, watching the Arkansas game, watching NFL on Sunday. Hope you guys have a great weekend. I think Amy comes back possibly Tuesday of next week. That's what we're hoping. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Bye. Get your Bobby balls on.